to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy show where we promise that you might learn something about fantasy soccer, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my trusty cohort, Rob Langevin. What's happening, Rob? Hey, how's it going, Kev? Uh, first week in the books for fantasy. Uh, seems like people went off pretty well, and uh, not myself included, because I ran into some uh, trouble with my loading my team and getting my team actually situated. But, you know, it's only one week. you got 37 weeks of my vast array of knowledge and fantasy to overcome, I guess. You know, it's a Cinderella story about a boy... You know, stuff like that. But, mm. you know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of people had that issue, uh, Rob, alluding to the fact that there were technical issues on launch day, uh, yet again. Um, not launch day, the first day of the season. Uh, and he, he texted me this team he was toying with. He's like, oh, look at this. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then apparently that's the one that went live. Yeah, totally. I told, That's totally the one that went live. I was just tinkering with names and seeing what pieces fit, fit, filled in where and uh, it's not what I really wanted to go with so now I'm stuck with it but uh, so week two is going to be a, a contrast of what my team looks like right now but we'll get into that a little later I you know since it's early in the season I'm definitely not shying away from taking a hit uh, it's too early for the wild card so you know you know play matchups well you could you could make up points here there and everywhere so yeah yeah fair enough uh, a couple of big stories to hit off top one, Yannick Bolassi moves to Everton. Well, I guess you don't have to assume it's a big move. Uh, I think that this helps Barkley and Delefeu more than it makes Bolassi particularly ownable. His take-on stats are really good, but I, what was it? Three goals and five assists? Five goals, three assists? Some five, combination. Five and three, yeah. Yeah, some combination of those numbers, which isn't phenomenal. Um, what are your thoughts on Everton now that Bolassi's there? Um... I mean, you kind of have to look at Balassi first as a player, and then re- then second as he fits into the Toffee squad. Uh, you know, he only started 23 games last year. Like you mentioned, he had five goals, three assists. Um, Balassi is a typical high ceiling, low floor kind of player. He's kind of a swing and miss kind of kind of a guy. Um, to me, if he can get 25 to 30 starts, he's a 15 goal scorer. Uh, but the whole question is, he is 27 years old. He did battle a niggling injury last year that kind of kept him off the pitch. Um, you know, that's the that's the, the caveat against owning or looking into Balassi from a fantasy perspective. The positive is, look at the toys that he has to, around, around him on Everton to, to play around with. He's got great facilitators in Barkley and Delefeu. He's got a, a knockdown you know, power forward type striker who wasn't in favor this weekend in, in Lukaku, depending on if he stays there. That is the big that is the big issue for me. If Lukaku leaves, Balassi is going to suffer because they need that guy in the middle to draw the attention away. You know, Balassi is strictly a wing player, and I've I've read some stuff that you know maybe he could play like the you know the false nine striker, but I don't I don't see it. I don't think he's that kind of fit of a player. But he's going to fit in nicely on the on the wide side between you know. Barkley, I'm Barkley in the middle with Delafeu on the other wide, you know, and, and Delafeu. I, I hope Delafeu shifts to the outside role. You know, he played this. He basically played the striker role this this weekend, and I, he he wasn't awesome, but you know, he had that one chance, and he probably should have buried it. But yep. Delafeu is not that not that striker type. He's more of a a wide facilitator of the ball. But you know, I'm I'm interested to see what Balassi's going to do for Everton. I I'm I'm not rostering him, and I'm probably if I own Ross Barkley. Uh, I'm probably a little tentative. I want to see how they mesh 
first off. But if you listen to this podcast, you know you shouldn't be ro- listening, rostering Ross Barkley anyway, <laughs> because you know he basically he's kind of the guy that like knocked up me and Kevin's sisters and never called ever. Again. <laughs> yeah, Barkley is so frustrating. Although that that free kick was perfect. You, you want to put it in that danger area. Either somebody gets a head on it, or it just takes an awkward bounce into the goal, which it did. Um, so that has obviously gone well. Uh, for him, but yeah, I, I do want to kind of sit on the sidelines here. I think Dulafeu is the only one you really want to own in the interim. Like you said, he, he should have slotted that home against Vorm, uh, who did get down very quickly, but uh, you probably would have expected that to be a goal. Um, other big news, uh, Joe Hart does not start for Manchester City. Reports since that he won't be at City by the end of the transfer window. They might be bringing somebody else in, regardless of if he stays or not, because that hasn't actually happened, and we'll talk about it as soon as it does. What do you think of Joe Hart's value, even if he does stay, but they bring in another keeper? Well, look at his price tag. He's a maximum keeper. Uh, you know, you got when you have the likes of De Gea and other top quality Czech and top quality performing defenders. Yes, I know Joe Hart has more clean sheets in the last, last three years than any Premier League keeper. I believe. I think I read that somewhere. You know, he's got he's got Golden Gloves to his credit, and um, you know he's he's a quality keeper. It's just because I think he fits more of the city that he's a good keeper, not because Joe Hart is the reason that he's a good keeper. Um, you know, comparatively, I'm not even thinking about him on the, the fantasy front because there's other 5-5 five, five guys that I would rather own. Um, you know, if if all this comes to, to play, you know, he's basically, you know, fodder because, you know, if if Caballero gets all the starts, you know, you're not going to pay 5-5 five, five for Joe Hart on speculation that he's going to actually play. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what Pep's thinking here or what he's doing. Joe Hart seems like he's a good vocal leader for the team. You know, but you know it's Pep's team now, so it's not Joe Hart's. Let's go in the rah rah tunnel guy. Mm. Um, but we'll we'll see. You know, I, I'm. It, it there's still two weeks to go before the you know September first cutoff. So yep. you know it'll be fun. As nobody else is there yet, what do you think about owning uh, Willie Caballero in the interim? Uh, you, you know what? It, it's. I think that Caballero's. A, a, it's tough to own him because who's to say that next week that. You know they don't want to feature Joe Hart because you know they want to transfer him out to a team and they want to increase his value because look it's Joe Hart he just clean sheeted you know uh, you know Watford or whoever whoever he's playing hmm. so it, from that standpoint I wouldn't touch any city to city goalie right now it'd be tough to roster either one of them except yeah. maybe as a backup backup role because Caballero's price is pretty conducive to to roster behind your your you know your top one guy hmm. um, yeah yeah it probably is just too much of a short term gamble he's at five. And there are yeah. four fives that start, so I guess it's kind of like a eh, why would you kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, would you rather own Ben Foster or Willie Caballero right now? <laughs> well, <Ben> Foster. <laughs> well, Foster was high scoring this week, right? For yeah, keepers? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy to be a top scoring goalie when there's only two teams that keep it clean. So. Well, it helps <laughs> for it, sure. It does. It definitely doesn't hurt. <laughs> For sure not. Uh, okay, well, uh, we can swiftly move on to price changes. Coutinho being added at just an absolutely hilarious rate will probably be the first uh, price change of the season. Currently being added at about 4% per hour, which is pretty nuts. Although he did pick up a knock in that match. Absolutely. Uh, the other two, Negredo, who I have, and Kingsley, who I have. So I'm going to pocket a, a nice little point too. To start off the season, um, Kingsley was in team of the week and was in my team, so I'm not going to claim that that was uh, 
<laughs> brilliant play by me. It was largely because Fabregas didn't get any minutes. But um, as we said at the beginning of the season, it, it was him and um, oh man, now Jordi I'm blanking. Amat. Jordi, Jordi Amat, and then the, there's a Watford one as well. Uh, J.C. Paredes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where you were like, these are the three. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just mean, just flip flip a coin. Yeah, I just happened to have Kingsley, uh, and and that obviously went well. Negredo scores in his first game, just like he did. Uh, when he joined City all those years ago. Was that just two years ago? Oh my gosh, that was just two years ago. That's crazy. Um, but anyway, your thoughts on these guys going up? Doesn't really seem like anybody's going down yet, although I wouldn't be stunned if it happens to Fabregas soon if he doesn't get a start again. Yeah, spe- speculative up, guys. You, you touched on all three. It's Coutinho, Negredo, uh, and Kingsley for me. Uh, the only thing is with adding Kingsley is... Uh, Neil, Taylor, Neil Taylor wasn't fit for this game, so uh, when Neil Taylor is fit, Kingsley is pretty much uh, not going to play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just think he's like this year's Matty Target. It's just he's gonna, yeah, probably going to get like a random ten games, and you either have him in or you don't. Or the way you get points is what happened to me this week, where if or somebody else doesn't that, play, he comes in and gets you some points. Or the guy from Liverpool last year who had two good, two or three good games to begin the year and just oh fell, Joe Gomez. Well, he Joe, he Joe tore, he broke everything in his leg. Or well, tore tore everything in his like he was out for the year. Um, well, by hooker by crook, he did, he was there right, right, yeah. Time. But yeah, so yeah, Kingsley is is a good ad, you know. Um, so so is Jordy Ahmed. I think Ahmed has more cushion to for playing. Yeah, time. with no Williams for sure. Yeah. So um, if you're looking for a spec ad from a Swansea defender, um, which is basically stealing from our next segment for start and sit for me, but <laughs> um, yeah. One of them is is definitely a good call. Um, another one is to look at some 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 of the cheaper Middlesbrough defenders as well. And I know they're not going up, but I kind of got on a little tangent there. But anyway, so uh, looking at the guys that are possibly going down, uh, look at the guys that are being transferred out currently. Uh, you know, they're all big name guys because everybody has impatient fingers for the beginning of the year. You know, it's George, uh, Andre Ayew, forty forty four thousand out already, uh, and. The other big name is is Jamie Vardy because I don't think people are, are being patient with the ten dot price tag. He's being transferred at fifty eight thousand out currently right now for the week since the game concluded on Monday. Um, yeah, so I mean, patience is is key here, and I actually you know kind of love Vardy for the for the upcoming couple of fixtures he has, and I think people are just reallocating funds mm. from the ten dot to. He had the chances you know, too. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's not like he didn't. Yeah, I don't know. he w- he he wasn't great and he wasn't awful. Vardy's one of those guys he's going to score and then continue to score probably one a game for like five or four or five games and then not get any for two to three. So you know that's just just my take on Vardy. But mm. we'll get into that a little bit later when we do start sits. Um, yeah, I don't really see anybody else going going up at a before game times on Saturday. So. Or is it actually yeah. Friday? There's a Friday game. Isn't yeah, it? it's, Friday. it's Friday. Oh, that's a really good thing that we should probably mention. Yeah, is uh, the, re- the reason we're the reason we're here today is because the game is kicks off. You know, at you know, the middle of the afternoon on Friday for everybody in the states. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. I really wish I knew exactly. Okay, wait. So if it's it starts at three p.m. our time, that means rosters will lock at two p.m. our time, which makes that what ten a.m. in the UK. Mm-hmm. No, nine, nine, no, no, nine. What? Right? It's a five. It's a five-hour time difference. Yeah. So it's the game would be at eight o'clock. So the rosters would lock at seven UK time. Right. Oh, which is two p.m. here. Um. Wait. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I might have just had a stroke. Okay. Right. Listen to Rob. Those times were what was right. 
Um, yeah, I went the other way for who knows why. Uh, a, just to touch on a little bit, not as like a main topic or anything, but you mentioned that you kind of got uh, screwed out of your uh, team, unfortunately, with, with the site going down on opening day of the season. Some people already frustrated with the way their teams look. How early is too early to use your wild card? Um, I would probably look after the first cup, the three first three games for teams. This way, you you kind of know what you're seeing. You have the visualization of the games already played and the visualization of the the next three games to play. So you can look at your roster. You can see who's gone up, who's gone down, how many guys you have on your team that have gone up or gone down, who got hurt, who's who's in where, and you know that's also the week after the international break. So. You're also going to analyze who's getting injured during international break. So there's a lot of there's a lot of factors there, but I would actually look. I wouldn't even be looking to do anything with my team, you know, wild card or, or any anything extreme until after week three. Fair enough. Yeah, like if Fabregas misses a second straight match or, or stuff like that, then you know you're in a situation like me. This is actually a pretty nifty segue if you want to talk about our teams from last week. Um, I have Fabregas and Erickson both in my team. Erickson did very little. Fabregas didn't play at all. Also, Kane up front. Everybody warned me. Everybody <laughs> warned me that Kane gets off to slow starts. I thought that would be different this year. Jansen looks much better, although his 8.0 price tag kind of prohibits you using him either. Um, but I, I would not be surprised if Jansen gets to start this weekend. But if you have multiple players like that already, like I already have three players in my team that I'm interested in taking out, um, that, that is a decision some people will have to make uh, sooner than they'd like. As for me for now... I'm not even sure I'm going to make a change this week. I want to see what happens with those three. Um, and then I could maybe swap two of them next week if, mm-hmm. if uh, trends continue. Uh, any Anybody in your team that... Oh, wait. Well, we may as well talk about like actual points and junk. What did I finish on? Uh, Man, uh, 65 maybe? Yeah, 65. Um, average of 44. So not, not too displeased with that. The uh, Rendman, Mares, Negredo, Aguero train got me feeling really good early in the week, and then it was followed up by a whole bunch of nothing. Um, Craig Dawson did give me five points. As I mentioned, Kingsley comes off my bench with eight. But uh, all in all, yeah, Kane, Erickson, Francis, Fuchs on zero, De Gea on two. Um, and that goal from Bournemouth was just a, a smacker from Adam Smith, um, which took away that clean sheet. But anyway, that, that's how I fared. What, what was your team like? Uh, I finished like garbage. Uh, I finished on 38 points because I didn't set my team. Uh, I actually started um, Darren Fletcher over in Hazard, uh, which was is a fantastic move from a fantasy perspective. Um, <laughs> Dude, I can't believe so many people did that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, I didn't. I just didn't get my team set, so I, I got. I didn't have a chance to tinker with my pieces. But that's what happens when you're, uh, you know, you're you're out out and about, and you don't get you don't do things before the day before, and you try to speculate and wake up in time, and you get screwed. But like I said, it's, mm. there, it, this is a marathon, not a sprint. If it was a one week thing, then I'd be I'd be in big freaking trouble. Yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. 
LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Fair enough. All right. Well, now we can move on to our first starts and sits of the season. Woohoo! Woo! Um, <laughs> anyway, forwards for me. You know who's the most obvious choice of all time? Um, Aguero. Uh-huh. Yep, sure is. Scores Sorry. three goals today, even though he missed uh, two penalties. Just don't let him take penalties in Europe. He makes them in the Premier League. Yeah. He just misses them in Europe all the time. Um, anyway, facing Stokes' defense doesn't have much pace in the back. Uh, I think think they'll struggle on this one. Uh, haven't been terrific in their last five. If you date back to last year, nine allowed over that period. Um and uh, th- am I correct in saying they didn't play Butland this week? I feel like I saw uh, it somewhere. Yeah, no, he missed. He missed out. Uh, what's his name? Played Hoggle. What's his name? Hog Hogland or something. That's his name. The uh, other one. Say, yeah. <laughs> the other Stoke one. Um. Ho- so anyway, Hogard is that his name? Oh, something like that. Yeah. No, yeah. he didn't. He didn't play either. Was it given? It wasn't given. It wasn't oh, given. it might have been given. Any given Sunday. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was given. Yeah, so I I don't want that at all. So I'm going Aguero. You're captaining him again because it's Aguero. If you're paying that much, you should probably be captaining him. Um, my low-key one, Abel Hernandez, gets the bicycle assist because they didn't count it as a goal for whatever reason. I think that, that the big change in my perception of Abel Hernandez, who I have always liked, is I kind of forgot that he can make his own chances out of nothing and was over-panicked by what's happening at Hull on the whole. Um, but he's still going to get his chances. He's going to make his own chances. Snodgrass looked good. El Mahomedy looks like he'll be a, a threat again this season. And that was the worst 11 you'll see from Hull this season. Because mm-hmm. they only had 13 fit <laughs> right, players. Right, right. So they're going to get players back. At some point, they're going to get a manager. Um, so that those were all the factors that led me away from Abel Hernandez to start the year. But now I, I'm fully back in on him. He's just such, And he's such a fun own. And I feel like a lot of times we don't talk about that enough. Like, if you watch Aldo Hernandez as a fantasy owner, you're going to have a good time seeing him play. And I do think that has value as well. So, anyway, I think Aldo Hernandez is going to be, be an interesting one this week. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, how he does, but I, I'm back in. The Swansea defense is interesting. You already mentioned Amat. Um, Kingsley in, uh, as you mentioned, because the Welsh guys aren't back yet uh, after playing so deeply into uh, the Euros. So... There are still pieces moving around there. They don't really have a great holding midfielder. I think Jack Cork is decent enough. Um, Leroy Fair, in theory, is a defensive midfielder, but he uh, doesn't defend <laughs> at all. Yeah. So um, I do like Leroy Fair, by the way. I don't have yeah, him in my list. Um, and Wayne Rutledge had a great game, too. He did, yeah. I, Leroy Fair I like much better in other formats than this. Yeah, um, totally. If you watch Leroy Fair's goal, he's not going to get a lot of those. No. But... Um, He's, he's more of those 30 yards out, just smack it towards the goal and see if it goes in kind of guys. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I'm fully buying this Swansea defense, even though Fabianski is one of the better uh, keepers in in fantasy, uh, yeah. just because of the saves he gets. But anyway, Abel Hernandez, I think is kind of a sneaky one. His price is low enough that you can get him in if, you, if you'd like. 
Uh, although, if you're in that range, you probably just want to pick up Negredo, but that's beside the point. Um, in midfield, there are loads. Uh, Lamella up against Papa Suarez. Suarez is going to have to deal with Lamella cutting in, and Lamella looks so sharp already. And Kyle Walker, who had a terrific match on the overlap. I just don't see Suarez being able to contain both of them. Um, so I think that right side of the Spurs attack is going to be really good. Uh, Redmond is your boy. Very sad to hear that he didn't make your team because of all that nonsense. Played up front. You don't won't imagine that he'll do that all the time with Shane Long there. Um, but he did score, which is nice. I have a question for you here about Liverpool midfielders. Firmino playing as a forward in theory is good because he's further up the pitch. But he's not very good up front. You also have Coutinho scores two goals. Worldy of a free kick. You have Chan, who doesn't play. You have Henderson, who does play. Looked pretty good. Wijnaldum looked like he was playing away from home, <laughs> which listeners from last year will know is not a positive. What are your thoughts now that we've seen this Liverpool midfield for a week? Uh, I think that, like you said, Firmino, he needs that pivot guy up above, up above him. I think that when he has the guy who is the guy ahead of him, he can be more of a free player, like a free-roaming player. He's not stuck to doing the runs that the forward would normally do. Uh, what you saw in the game was, you know, he, he didn't get the ball in positions that were Firmino-like enough for him. The person who got the ball in positions for themselves was Coutinho. Mm. One, on the, one on the free kick, which is, you know, was, was marvelous. It's probably one of the goals of the year already in the first week. Um, and Coutinho's other goal, which... You know, it was Coutinho, It was another Coutinho goal. I mean, but if you take those looks away from Coutinho and give them to Firmino with the forward there, there's there's no no you can't really say that Firmino is not going to capitalize the same way because I think that when skill comes to skill, I think Firmino is a better player. But per volume, Coutinho is a better player. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, uh, Firmino was not very helpful in fantasy, but what he did do was he opened up loads of space because he was just on the defensive line that entire match. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't help you in fantasy, even a little bit at all. Um, yeah. That's it. So I got Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, in defense, uh, City versus Stoke. They still don't actually know who their forward is, which you don't love. Uh, Chelsea versus Watford. I know you, even though you're a Chelsea fan, You've been a little bit shy on this Chelsea defense, but they did look good for the most part against Chelsea. Courtois seems to have gotten a little bit past some of his struggles that he had uh, last season. And uh, West Brom versus Everton. If they keep insisting on not playing Lukaku, that's not great. And West Brom showed again uh, last week, even though Palace disappointed, that you know they're going to keep their, their 10 to 12 clean sheets this year. And so there's yeah. always value there. Yeah. Uh, enough rambling for me. Who you got for starts? Uh, all right, I'll start. I start opposite of Kevin because it's cool because I like being different. Uh, <laughs> You're a I trendsetter. About, I, already, I already talked about defense. Listen, go out and grab a four-buck defender. You know, Kingsley or Amat, you know, Swansea, they're, they're playing, you know, home against Hull. So it's, it's an okay matchup for them. They have to be favored a little bit because of their home. Uh, I like Kevin Shout for Abel Hernandez. He looks very fun to own. And El Mohamedy is going to have a ton, a ton, a ton of fantasy uh, capabilities. He, he plays up the pitch a lot. Uh, through the midfield, we literally just talked about it, and I tried not to divulge into anything that <laughs> I just was taught we, when Kevin asked me the question about Roberto Firmino. And my start for this week for midfield is Roberto Firmino because I don't mm. think that Coutinho is going to get the same looks he's going to get this week that Firmino is going to get. 
listen, Liverpool is coming into this game against... They played against the Arsenal defense. If anybody watched the game, Arsenal looked rickety in the back. Now they're going to go against a Burnley squad, who's probably just as rickety. I mean, the, the, the guys that are playing for Burnley are probably the same age as Rob Holding and whoever else Arsenal threw back there, too. But, you know, everybody's mass panic on Firmino, but don't mass panic because the guy is a fantasy stud. You know, 22,000 people have already dropped him. So Coutinho is going to get his goals in lumps. Firmino's going to get him over the stretch. You know, so would you want yeah. a guy who's going to do it, you know, two goals every five weeks, or would you rather have a guy who scores three goals in four weeks? That's basically what's going to happen. That's what's basically what's going to happen. So stand, I'm telling anybody who owns Firmino, I'm a Firmino older myself, owner myself, stand, stand fast, wait another week or two, and then shift your funds to, to whoever you want. He's only going to go down by .1, so you're probably not going to miss that much because there's not going to be a mass exodus of a star fantasy player. Would you uh, consider I, benching him at all? Or do you look at Burnley no. as a tasty enough matchup that you're just willing to roll yeah, with it? No, Burnley's, Burnley's, Burnley's tasty enough. enough that, that he, you have to play him. Um, my, my forward, you know, I, we've talked about him again. I try to divert again. But, you know, I, I watched Arsenal's defense, and they looked rickety. They, they looked like there was tons of holes. Bellerin was way up the pitch getting caught. Mm. He didn't look like Hector Bellerin. Uh, the middle of the field is is littered with older uh, with guys who have no experience. Mm. And, and I, I like Monreal as a defender, which is a lot for me to say as a Spurs fan. He got completely undone by Mane. Yeah. Like the yeah, entire absolutely. match. Absolutely. And, you know, Arsenal travels travels to the Fox, and I think Jamie Vardy takes advantage of it. I think this is a game that Jamie Vardy gets to against the top-flight team who that he was rumored to be transferred to. So I think it's a good smack-in-the-face game for Jamie Lester against Arsenal. Um, that's my picks for defense, midfield, and forward for starts. I'll jump right into my sits. Uh, up top, um, you know, I, I want to see Ibrahimovic do against an actual normal defense. Uh, I know they won 3-1, to one and he had a goal. It was a but, nice goal too. Uh, let me let I want to see him do it against you know world world defenders like Virgil Van Dijk or somebody of that ilk. I want to see it before I believe it. So so Ibrahimovic for me is still a, still a sit. I'm not buying in on it yet. Yeah, he got one in the first game. Do it again. Make a fool out of me. That's my that's my yeah, yeah. best way to do it. Uh, my midfielder sit Ross Barkley. Uh, if Balassi is fit and he plays. I'm tentatively waiting a week. I know you can't really, you know, transfer Barkley out for one week and then bring him back in. Listen, the goal he got was on a free kick. It was very Willian-esque, if you want to, if you want to say it. It's just that he was looking for the pass. Nobody touched it. It beat the goalie. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's the way. It's the way of the world. Goals count no matter how who touches it. But as long as he touches it last, it still counts for him. Uh, on defense, anybody with a anybody with a Potter's jersey is nowhere near to be found on my defensive squad this week. Mm. Even with even with Man City's extra game and the Stoke being home. Yeah, uh, Man City has too many weapons. Stoke is not does does not have a fast enough defense uh, to to keep up with the pace of any of their weapons. I, and I think Sterling has game. looked so good mm-hmm. in the last two matches. I honestly did not think I'd ever have to say that again. Sterling and yeah. and Nolito as well. Just yeah, I, I, Stoke I don't think have anything had, for that. See, I think Pep is talking to Raheem Sterling, saying, "Listen, you're not this kind of player. You're this kind of player. Do this six to eight times a game." And have the defense draw to you this certain way, mm. and then guess what? Later in the game, when I need you to do your thing, they're not going to expect it, and it's going to yep. be, you know, th- that it's all about Sterling buying into his fit with the squad. He is not that that you know that that nine and a half role that I like to call him. That he's like thinks he's a striker, but he isn't. It really isn't. He oh, like when he just cuts in all the time. Yeah, stretch yeah. the pitch, stretch the pitch, stay there. 
there, let the defender overcommit, and then beat him with your speed. It's, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. What do you want me to do? <laughs> That's I, I'm the not... point of him. I agree with you. I think that the way Pep got him to do better is he just told him one thing. He was like, don't trust your instinct. Whatever your natural instinct is, do the other thing. And it's yeah, working much better. Completely do that. Oh, and I, I want to throw this random tidbit, because I always like to come up with a random tidbit. I know it has nothing to do with start and sits and, or whatever, but we don't have too many other things to talk about this week. Uh, so you, you know there's only two clean sheets this week from West Brom and Swansea. Uh, before kickoff of those games, uh, both teams they had 21 rosterable players on their squads on the official game. They were owned in 39.4% collectively for 21, pro- 21 mm. players. Wow. That's not very good. And there was only three players above 5%. So. Interesting. That's some cool stuff, man. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of clean sheets that were had by all. So, you know, the the highest point this week, what was it, 89, 90-something? It was, uh, it oh, snap, 104. They must have had a substitute come in. There, there there was a couple teams that I looked I looked real quick before. Some teams actually used their bench boost already. And, yeah, that and was I, one of them. I think... Yeah, I think that was one of them that got the highest points. So, so don't get nervous, fantasy friends. You know, it's the first week of many here. You know, it's a don't overreact. Keep your stars. It, it's all going to pan out. It's not like these guys are going to fall off the face of the earth and, and hand in their cleats and say, "I just can't do it anymore." You I'm going to be honest. This this is actually a pretty solid team. I was expecting it to just be like one of those one-off weeks, but. Yeah. Ibrahimovic, Aguero, Negredo, Lamella, Martial, Coutinho, Hazard, Chambers, Collins, McCauley. Obviously, the defense is where the issue is. Also, he has all price dumps on his bench. Like, literally, all four. Um, But, man, I'm surprised at how decent that team is. Obviously, Chambers isn't a long-term play uh, as soon as Kishoni gets back. Yeah, well... It'll be interesting. I, I obviously, well, I don't know why I said obviously. I do rate um, Agbana more, but yeah. and Collins scored, which you aren't going to expect usually. But Collins could have a regular starting spot here. I mean, you assume it's going to be Reed and Agbana. Also, they brought in Harvard Nordvite, who I think mm-hmm. is was a that was a really quiet signing. And some people were saying they're going to use him as a defensive midfielder now that they got rid of Song. I still don't know how he's going to factor into all this craziness. But Macaulay is going to play for West Brom. He's going to get his clean sheets. Anyway, the, the reason why I'm saying this is because I expected to click on this team and be like, oh, they just got lucky. But it's a pretty decent team considering they have Aguero and Ibrahimovic in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, don't think Collins has a, I don't think Collins has a place there when everybody gets healthy and fit. And especially when Masuaku gets, gets healthy, he's going to play yeah. on the left. So, I mean... Yeah, absolutely fair. The defense is is a problem there. I, I'm just a little bit impressed that he was able to get that many day one starters in one team. Yeah, no, it, he luck. He picked the right guys at the right time. You know, Chambers got an assist, and, and everybody else in his defense got a goal, and almost his whole rest of his team got either a goal and assist. So, I mean, good, good on him for actually picking a, good, a, a fantastic team. I mean, it's just you know, it's it's a great start for somebody. You know, that's what yeah. happens. You love. That's why there, there's 513 players to pick from in the in the fantasy universe doesn't mean you have to go with the norm or whatever kev or i say i mean more what i say but i'm, I'm just saying <laughs> i <laughs> wish that our fan that. feedback said otherwise but it doesn't yeah. oh, <laughs> kevin you're you're the be- you're the smartest guy in a room of oh <laughs> oh my gosh have you ever listened to flight of the concords i used to like a long time yeah ago. they have a song called most beautiful girl in the room I feel like yeah. that's 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 me. Not uh, the world, just just this one room. Anyway, yeah. 
I might come second to my dog, to be honest. <laughs> we all come second to dogs. We're both animals. That's right. Dogs are so much better than people. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. I would so run over a human being rather than a dog. Oh, for sure. Yep. I mean, if there's if there's a person in the road or a dog, I'm swerving to the person. I know that sounds wrong or whatever, but I'm probably not the- recommended. Uh, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alright, um, I will head into my sits then. Uh, up front, I'm sorry, but it's your boy Shane Long. I'm not saying, saying saying to sell him, but this is a start sit. And if you don't know he's starting, it's really hard to start him up front for you. Um, in midfield, I already mentioned, I have both of them. Fabregas and Erickson. 46 assists between them in the last two years. But Fabregas didn't start. Erickson looked well off the pace. I'm probably avoiding both of them for now. And in defense, I agree with you. Stoke call Burnley because Liverpool look rampant at the moment. Um, Arsenal because of injuries and Leicester because they do lack, as you mentioned last week, you were worried about this, that they wouldn't have the same cohesion as last year. Obviously, Huth missed out, and they didn't. I think we saw very pronouncedly, if that's a word, which I'm pretty sure it's not, that Conte's absence is going to be huge for this team. Mm-hmm. Because he shielded so much last season that is not going to be shielded. And God knows I love Danny Simpson as a fantasy player. He's cheap. He's part of a lesser defense that got lots of cleans last year. But he's not a terrific defender. Mm-hmm. Huth and Morgan are both older. Fuchs is the only one in that back line that I wholly trust. Mm-hmm. I think they could have some issues. And Arsenal, for all their sins, were still able to score multiple goals last week. Uh, even without the likes of Giroud and Otzel, who should, in theory, be back this week. So, anyway, th- those are the guys that I'm probably avoiding there. Uh, to touch briefly on our Taga stuff, I just mentioned all the Arsenal players that didn't play. I own pretty much all of them, much to my chagrin, but Rob did beat me nonetheless. And and you didn't have Payet, which is uh, very meaningful as well. Um, so, congratulations to you on that. Hopefully I can make a, make a comeback there. Um, oh man, we're only at 33 minutes. Uh, Phil. Um, so what, any players that you're, you could target, you're targeting that nobody else is really paying attention to right now? Anything from games that you saw? I know you just mentioned that, you know, guys that you weren't in love with, like Danny Simpson. Uh, I actually, I actually was impressed with another Leicester defender that, that probably isn't really owned anywhere as Luis Hernandez. I thought yeah. he played well. I thought he played well. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I really would. I, Snodgrass isn't as sneaky as he should have been because he scored the goal. Um, yeah, no, uh, there's more to come from Abel Hernandez because he is oh, the penalty sure. kick taker. So, yeah. And uh, he's just he's just so pacey. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to contain him. Ahmed Musa, I hate his price tag. Just really wish he was a lot cheaper. I've said <laughs> multiple places. Voluntarily, and this is a very hot cake, but... I think Musa will be the primary striker at Leicester by the end of the year. Why? Because Vardy leaves? No, because Vardy either regresses to the mean or that Musa's just already better. Oof, that's a big plank you just walked out of. I know, man. He, he right, just, he's so good. So, mm. so, so me and you always have this, this bone of contention between Coutinho and Firmino. So, so since my guy got two goals already... Who do you think ends the season with more goals continuing? Oh, God, this is so frustrating. <laughs> this is the third time we brought up Liverpool midfielders, but um, I agree with you. Coutinho is the burst guy. Mm-hmm. Firmino is the long-term guy. 
So it kind of depends on how you use him. I know I go back to this well far too often for how meh he is as a baseball player, but Coutinho's Pedro Alvarez. If you get him during the hot streak, you'll be so well off. I just don't want to have to own him all year <laughs> to get those points. If Firmino plays as a forward all year, you want to own Coutinho. Even though Firmino would get extra credit for being listed as a midfielder playing up front, Mm-hmm. And how effective he makes the rest of the attack around him. He isn't actually that effective himself. Yeah. If they play as midfielders for the rest of the year, with Mane on the right, Coutinho in the middle, Firmino on the left, with an actual forward up front, whether it be Sturridge or Origi or unlikely Ings or even more unlikely Benteke, who looks like he's on his way out, I'd probably lean Firmino just because you don't have to worry about transfers. If you own Coutinho, Coutinho, if you own Coutinho and he kind of goes two or three without scoring... You can pretty much bet it's going to be four or five mm-hmm. before he gets back into it. So I, I just think it's kind of different flavors. Di- different strokes for different folks. That's, yeah. that's my overall takeaway. Different strokes for different strokes. You know, that brings up a funny segue there because uh, we actually had a good conversation about, about Lyndon Gooch, the 20-year-old. We did. The Gooch. The Gooch. And for anybody not at home that has never watched the American TV show from the 80s, you know, different strokes with Arnold and what you're talking about, Willis. You know, uh, Lyndon Gooch, he's an under-20 uh, American, got a, got his first playing time for Sunderland this past week. And uh, Kevin Kevin actually texted me uh, talking about talking about him, and I was like, I was like, he was, it was the Gooch, and if anybody's ever watched the, the Dave Chappelle show, they did like a little skit on the Gooch, but for those of you in the know who need a good trivia question or a good, you know, pub story or good pub answer, uh, the, the bully at Arnold's school in different strokes who used to beat up Dudley and all his friends, was nicknamed the Gooch, and he never made an appearance on TV. Wait, what? He never made an appearance on TV. He was only ever talked about. Interesting. Wow, that is that is some great pub trivia stuff. Um, the other day at a pub quiz uh, here, uh, we had to name the five players with more playoff points than LeBron James. Um, well, that's a good one. I probably couldn't do. It. I probably it'd probably take me a while. I, one of them's Carl Malone. So it was Carl Malone was the one just ahead of him. That was the yeah. one that I put in. I actually missed. It's, I forget who I missed, but I missed one of the four, but got the fourth. Yeah. Are um, they all mo- are they all modern players? Or are they all? Is it up and down? Oh man. Uh, I, yeah. Gonna, no. I I think I'm they were all. Get... I think they were all modern. I don't think Wilt was one of them. That was okay. one that I, I was thought gonna about. Say, I was going to say Havlicek would be in there. But Ooh, interesting. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's a that, that's a dip. Oh, we know what we forgot to touch on Kev. Who are mm. you going with for captain this week? Oh, snap, Aguero. Easy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, anybody who owns Aguero, your captain Aguero. This is the game. He just came off of a, basically a five goal game. You got to count it. <laughs> it's almost a five goal game. Let's put it into that. Yeah, uh, and he's playing against Stoke. They're gonna they're gonna struggle. If, if you own Aguero, you're playing Aguero. If you want to go opposite Aguero, who's your second choice this week? Not Kane. <laughs> um. Oh man, I'm selling this other guy's team. Man, I'm really bothered by how decent a team that is at the moment. Again, not a long term team, but short term, very good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, whew, on my team, or mm, in general, either one. On my team, I probably go Mars versus Arsenal. Seeing Monreal that undone last week was very surprising to me because he is a player I do rate fairly highly. Um, Mara's also playing on the right, obviously, would be the one up against him. Yeah, <laughs> Man, I have, 
Yeah. I, I have a complete prediction for that for that game. Yeah. Uh, Francis Cochran only gets 60 minutes and sent off with a red. Interesting. He does love a red card. Also, do you see Jaka had the most fouls of any player this week, and he played 28 yeah. minutes? In 20 minutes, he came on, I think he had, what do you have, four fouls yeah. and a yellow? Although, watching that Spurs game, I would have swore Wanyama had more than that. Oh my god, he was a hatchet man. He really first. was. It was so poor. It, and I've talked about this multiple places, but it seems like two defensive midfielders have a lot of difficulty coexisting when they're used to being the lone destroyer. Like, they don't know whether to cross, like, that midfield line to track their player, or if they're supposed mm-hmm. to let him run on, and then that player doesn't know if the guy's running on, or if they're... Other- it just seems to get in the way of stuff. I mean, you shouldn't be owning Wanyama or Dyer at all. No. Um, or Kalkalan or Jaka. But, no. yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, another thing we could touch on. We should we should actually introduce it to the show. Every every week, I'd, I'd like to uh, have us update, you know, until, like, it gets obvious, you know, what teams you think are getting relegated. After one week of play, you kind of you could kind of see maybe who was who, and then we'll keep updating it every week, saying, Interesting. saying our final three. Well, I'm screwed because two of my three got surprising wins. Yeah. Um, Brom beating Palace and Hull obviously upturning Leicester. Uh, it doesn't look like Hull are going to struggle as much as everyone thought because like, there were articles about, you know, are they the worst prepared team in Premier League history? Uh, yeah. And that obviously seems to not be the case. Um, man, if I had to pick three to go down right now... Man, Sunderland looked good against City. Uh, well, I mean, it's hard to tell if City just didn't play well or if Sunderland played well. I- I'm intending to lean to the Sunderland played well version. Um, man, Palace looked awful. Yeah. But, I don't, but I don't think they're going to be in the relegation fight even. I think the relegation fight is And Swansea, is, is, and is Swansea who I teams. had down there, also pulled out a, a plucky win. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I have a feeling that at, by... Maybe about like week twenty, there's going to be a huge separation in, in the table, and I think the bottom five teams are going to be trailing that that fifteenth team. By who do, you, 10 who do you have in that tier? Uh it's Sunderland, Watford, Swansea, Crystal Palace, and Burnley for me. Watford's an interesting shout. Agalo without a shot on target last he week. He looked lost. He looked I like know. anybody ever seen? You know, there's something about Mary. He looked like friggin' Warren looking for his baseball. <laughs> you yeah. see my baseball? You yeah. see my baseball? That's what he was. I had, I I own. I love Odin Agallo, and I own him in other formats. Yeah, me too. Where you know, anterior stats are are clutch. I was like, Jesus, touch the ball for Christ's sake! Yeah. He did nothing. Listen, if, if anybody has a thought or a process about owning Odin Agallo, right now, listen. Go go type in Dini's comma Troy and just add him to your team instead. Yeah, probably the way to go. And we did mention that their their matchups were yeah. awful to start the season. Oh, they suck. They suck. <laughs> he looked he looked so lost. He did. I've never, he looked really I've never seen a, a striker with his capability. What we saw last year looked so lost. He basically reverted back to the last twelve games of last year, where he looked like he couldn't hit a boat if he fell out of water. Yeah, it was it was really bad. And like you said, <sighs> sorry. And even wow. and even if I said that whole that whole expression backwards, because if you if you listen to that again, I actually said he couldn't hit a boat if he fell out of water. So. <laughs> that, that, that's probably more more encompassing of uh, what Odin Agallo actually is. <laughs> Love it. I, I feel like that's the title. Agallo couldn't hit a boat if he fell out of water. Yeah, that's completely the title. <laughs> um, for sure. All right, well, uh, you know what? There's no sins in uh, ending early, you know? No. It, it happens. Let's go sod off and have a beer. You know what? I've been having one. Uh, this country boy, cougar bait. 
American Blonde Ale. It's mm. uh, 12 fluid ounces, 355 milliliters. Uh, any fisherman... Oh, wait. <laughs> I could do a weird advert for them. Cougar bait. Any fisherman worth his salt will tell you. It's all about the bait. Lucky for you, you're holding the good stuff. Oh, it's country. An American blonde ale, clean and crisp. Cougar bait is sure to help you with your catch, whatever you may be fishing for. Yeah. Well, I, I'm i not drinking what Kevin's drinking, but I'll take a blonde cougar any day. You know what? Yep. <laughs> and on that uh, potentially bombshell-looking human, we're going to be done for the week. But we'll be back next week. Hopefully more stuff will happen. It's kind of yeah. crazy how unsurprising the first week was, aside from that whole win. Um, but even that wasn't super fantasy relevant, because I feel like most people were hesitant on well, Hernandez and hadn't brought in Snodgrass, obviously. Well, we got a lot of goals, and you know there wasn't a lot of clean sheets, so it's good for, good for the Americans that watch soccer, and they're like, ooh, look at all these goals. <laughs> I just thought Austin Powers, look at all these goals. <laughs> look at all the goals between Liverpool and Arsenal. Yeah, that I was. Sl- a- I slightly sl- I sl- I sl- you just made him Indian. That was a- <laughs> that was a crazy match to watch though. That Arsenal Liverpool one. But anyway, come back next week. We'll talk more fantasy stuff. We do have the Anfield Index Challenge thing that we're doing. They didn't get their team to me in time, so I don't know uh, who they had. So we're not going to talk about that until next week. But we'll see what we can do. We'll be back next week. Plenty more fantasy advice. Probably more rambling. And we'll see you then. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.